Welcome to Courage and Spice, the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'm your host, Sass Petherick, and this is episode number 51, Is It My Gut Feeling or Is It My Self-Doubt? Hello, lovely people. Um, Just before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to let you know that enrollment has opened for the autumn class of your self-belief map. This is a 10-week coaching program with me. You'll be supported to uncover and heal the root causes of your self-doubt, to navigate through it and create lasting, robust self-belief. Sounds good, right? (laughs) This is an evidence-based program. It's rooted in my master's research into self-doubt. I'm so excited to teach this program. I just love the process that I've developed and how effective it is in helping folks. Um, I'm running this for the sixth time, so it just keeps getting richer and deeper. So if you're feeling ready to sort out your self-doubt before we kick off 2020, my gosh, that sounds like the future, with a bang, this is your chance. And we start on the 1st of October, so come check it out at sasspetherick.com. Okay, it has been such an interesting week at our house. Last Sunday, we spent a few hours with a dog trainer. So our beloved Cavapoo Bodie has developed a tendency to bark at passers-by and dogs and squirrels and animals on the television. And it's really quite stressful because he gets so worked up, takes ages to calm him down and we can't seem to prevent it. He just goes from sort of zero to a hundred in a couple of seconds. So we booked him a dog coach, a dog coach for humans. As any dog person knows, the training is never for the dog. And we learned that Bodhi has appointed himself head of security And all of his barking and patrolling, his kind of uh, stress response, is just him trying to warn us of imminent threats. And it must have been so stressful and frustrating for him that we didn't seem to understand this. So Gina, our trainer, has demonstrated how we need to learn how to think like a dog with a pack mentality, how to show him that we are the leaders of the pack so that he can just relax, he can give himself his proper job of being our family dog. And I can't tell you just how much of a difference it's made in a few days. He's a completely different dog. What is amazing to me is how much more relaxed I feel. Um, I feel like we're finally communicating and I'm just so excited about kind of allowing him to be himself. We're kind of uncovering his true nature and he's just so relaxed and playful and snuggly. It's amazing. So Yes, Bark Busters was the company we use for any problem owners out there. Make your dog really happy. Get coached by Bark Busters. They were brilliant. So I found this quite a fascinating process that Bodhi is um, feeling stressed and so he's having a stress response and he's trying to warn us of the risk. And this is exactly what our self-doubt does. And it covers up who we really are, our true nature. So I keep coming back to this idea that our true nature, uh, what matters to you, your values, your way of being in the world, what you imagine for yourself, your goals and dreams, um, what you're capable of, is something that lives kind of underneath your self-doubt. And it pops through every now and then. And when we learn how to unhook ourselves from self-doubt, how to navigate through it, 
you start accessing the parts of you that have maybe been hidden from you for a long time. It may be that you feel like you're a stranger to yourself because you've never really been able to know who you are without all this self-doubt, all these worries and fears and and risks that you're protecting yourself from. So I wanted to explore this idea that there is our true nature that is underneath our self-doubt from a couple of different angles. And I'm going to be addressing this in some upcoming episodes. But I thought today we would start with this idea of intuition and whether our gut feeling is intuition or self-doubt. How do we know the difference? And I see this coming up a lot. So if you are, um, and, and it comes up a lot, particularly when we're starting something new, when we're developing a new capability or skill set, or we're trying on a new identity, we're perhaps becoming a new dog owner or returning to education as a grown up. I know so many people who are doing this right now. Um, perhaps you're beginning a new relationship or a friendship. Maybe you've taken a promotion or you're just choosing to start something new in your life. Then I think this episode will be really helpful for you. Because what I found is that when we invite in change, there's almost certainly going to be a lot of confusion around your gut feeling, around what you really believe about something. So how do you know if it's your intuition or if it's your self-doubt? How do you know what to decide to do when no one can really give you the answer? They can only offer their opinion, and that is going to be filtered through their beliefs and worries and possibly their self-interest. So in Compass, my program, which is all about kind of coming home to yourself, we talk about how decision-making sits with the sage, and this is the archetype that's all about self-trust. So it's all about making choices from your perspective, from the combination of your intuition, your intellect, and your instinct, getting a sense of what feels right for you underneath your self-doubt. So this episode is a combination of these two ideas of how do we, when we're starting out something new, when we don't really know what we're doing yet, how do we translate our gut feeling? And, um, and and what's a really practical way of doing that, right? Something you can kind of learn in 15, 20 minutes of, an, of a podcast episode. So um, I want to take you back to episode number 48, which is called Confidence is a Consequence. That's really worth listening to, just to get a sense of this idea that the layers we go through to really embody a sense of confidence And I talk in that episode about sort of five steps to get to confidence and that often we start in confusion. We don't really know what we want or how to get it and so we wait usually for a while. But at some point you realize that you need to commit. You need to move out of that layer of confusion and into commitment. And this is usually going to feel pretty crappy, right? This is um, this is where the risk starts to occur, right? Where you have no idea really what you're doing and no wonder your self-doubt begins to freak out. So you call on the third C, the third layer, uh, which is courage. And it's because it feels horrible that you need courage. We never really call on courage when everything's hunky-dory. We call on it when things are pants. 
And what happens is that committing to something helps to develop a capability. There is a process we go through where we meet ourselves. And so you need courage to do that because you're going to be facing one or more of the big seven risks. Rejection, conflict, success, judgment, failure, complexity and disappointment. These are all the things that self-doubt is saying, don't do that, you might hurt yourself. One of these risks may happen. But this is why we need courage, because we have to keep going to um, develop that sense of confidence. And to me, this is a kind of embodied self-trust. And you'll know this if you've ever developed some kind of new capability. It doesn't happen in a straight line, right? So we kind of go round and round this, this stepping stones of confusion and commitment and courage and capability. And it can feel a bit like a lumpy labyrinth, right? We sort of take one step forward but quickly feel a bit disoriented. We might be watching other people that seem to be far ahead of us while we're just going over the same old ground. So there's a lot of uncertainty that is included in the package of developing a capability. And I think one of the things we try to do to alleviate that uncertainty is find someone who can tell us the answer, right? So we seek out a ton of advice. We read all the books. Sometimes we use things like tarot or the Enneagram or maybe a psychic or three. And and this makes total sense because we're in so much uncertainty. What we want is for someone to give us reassurance, But at some point, someone's likely to say, just trust your gut. What does your gut say? And you may end up for a while in the rabbit hole of the internet that's dedicated to intuition. But just remember that when you're beginning something new, when you're committing to a new capability, you're calling on courage because it feels so pants. You're taking on a psychological risk of some sort. And this is, I think, the only way to really expand and grow your self-trust. You need to sort of test it out and see what it's made of. But your self-doubt is just going to be warning you all the time of all the risks that you are putting yourself in the path of. And this warning from your self-doubt is likely to come in the form of body sensations that are full of discomfort. So this makes tuning into your gut feelings almost impossible. It means that you're likely to interpret your gut feeling as a no way, get out, this is too risky. And I think this is why so many of us tend to stop, to opt out, to quit our newly developing skills and capabilities and identities and relationships We give up while we're learning how to be in it because it feels so uncomfortable. So we quit early because we interpret what's going on as somehow the universe does not want this for us. But what if it's just your gut feelings are not that reliable when self-doubt is really loud? What if your gut feeling is actually being drowned out by these body sensations that are full of discomfort. So what to do instead? (laughs) Well, that's what this this episode is all about. I wanted to give you a practical way of 
understanding what you can do instead and how to sort of stay in touch with your gut feeling, how to build confidence and trust in your intuition while you're in this process that's likely to be uncomfortable. So we're going to look at Broadwell's stages of competence model, which you may be familiar with as I start to describe this. So this is where we move from unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence. And it's such a common sense, like familiar way of understanding how we learn and develop. I think it's a great way to think about self-trust and developing your intuition. So when we're learning any new capability, right, from how to be a dog owner, how to be a new manager, how to set up a business, how to be sober, we're starting at unconscious incompetence. At this point, we don't really know what we don't know. This is also known as blissful ignorance, right? At this point, we've sort of made a decision, we've committed to something, but we have no real idea what we've committed to. We're all about how freaking aces this change is going to be, right? This is a change we want. So at this stage, we're likely to dismiss any obstacles, right? We just don't want to think about what could go wrong. We want to make this change. So actually at this point, self-trust, self-belief is likely to be quite high, but it's fueled by hope. So it's more of an idea than an embodied state. And your gut feeling at this stage is pretty unreliable because it doesn't really have anything to go on. It may be that you're moving towards something new, something that you really want, something that feels incredibly desirable to you. But it's also likely that you are walking away from something that feels less than ideal. right? And the energy of moving away from something is completely different from the energy of moving towards something. So your gut feelings can be tangled up in all sorts of rationale and reasoning around this. It can be a bit difficult to get a read on it. But as we begin, we start to face the limits of our own understanding and experience and skill. So we find the dog cries through the night. This lovely puppy is actually the source of a lot of heartache for you. You publish your website and you realize no one's visiting and only your sister has signed up to your newsletter. You go to your first lecture and it's like they're speaking a different language. So this is when you realize how much you don't know. You move into what's called conscious incompetence. And this is pretty terrible. It's when self-doubt is likely to be at its most acute and when your gut feeling is at its least reliable. Right, So this is when we go from the sort of blissful ignorance of not really knowing what we, what we don't know to suddenly finding that we don't know a lot. So you start to face obstacles all the time. It's quite overwhelming and disorienting. The temptation to quit is going to be super high. So if you are here right now as you're listening to this episode, my heart is with you. This is when you really need courage. It's when you need to keep your eye on your why, right? Why this matters to you. What's exciting about it to you? What's possible for you because of this brave new thing you're subjecting yourself to? Find some supporters. Take care of yourself. Try and enjoy the process. 
keep going. At some point, this new project, this new capability is going to feel slightly less pants. You might not kind of understand everything fully, but you're likely to start feeling less overwhelmed. And it's not going to feel really natural or ease-filled for a while. It's a bit self-conscious. But you can see that you do know how to do some things. You are getting the hang of it, right? And this is the third stage, which is conscious competence. And at this point, because you are likely to have faced some risks and experienced some trials, overcome challenges, figured your way through some obstacles, you're going to know a lot more about yourself. Your self-trust is growing. You're witnessing yourself do new things, even though they're hard. And this is when your gut feeling begins to become much more reliable. Because it has some evidence to play with, it knows much more about how you respond to risks and obstacles. It's no longer based on hope, it's based on evidence. So at this point, you can start to tune into your gut feelings and you'll probably be able to read it pretty accurately. And what I've found is that anything that feels like a yes to you has a sense of lightness and expansion to it. We often feel that yes in our upper body. So in your chest or arms or shoulders, there's a sense of liberation to it. And conversely, a no feels a bit constricting or heavy. And it tends to be located in our lower body. So you might feel that constriction or heaviness in your belly or legs or back. And this is a great little tool just to tune into your body. See what sensations you experience as you ponder the choices you have. The creation of embodied self-trust comes from this shift from conscious competence to unconscious competence. Right? And this is the last stage. At this point, we've practiced quite a lot. We've been through some challenges, whether it's how to market a business or how to be a sober person. We will have grown through this process. We know much more about the capability that we're learning itself, but also who we are with this new capability. So this stage of unconscious competence can sometimes feel like you've fulfilled your apprenticeship. You've moved into mastery. And at this stage, your gut feeling is not going to be overwhelmed with self-doubt warnings because you've come through the risks. You've allowed yourself to navigate through it and to grow past it. So that intuitive yes, that light expansion, and your no, the heavy constriction, is so much more reliable. And this is when it becomes quite amazing data to include in your future decision making. So this is why I believe it doesn't really matter what we decide to do um, as our work in the world or the people we spend our time with. These contexts are kind of playgrounds for us to grow as humans, to figure out who we are, what we're capable of, what brings us alive. And we need to see something through to the end to really understand that. So wherever you are in this competency framework, 
If you're feeling like all you want to do is quit, really check in with yourself. If you want to quit because it's hard or uncomfortable, or you're realizing that you have lots to learn and that feels crappy, then I'm with you. Most of us are with you. At this point, you should test your gut, but don't trust it too much. Stay with this. Allow yourself to be grown by it. This is normal. This is adulting. This is how we develop self-trust. I hope this has been helpful for you. I'm thinking of you. Take care, everyone. I'll see you next time.